The following episode can be viewed on the YouTube channel Bernie or Bust Television. Good morning, USA, and welcome to another episode of the Bernie or Bust Show. So as she predicted herself, Crystal was attacked for her leave-it-blank comments. Let me remind you of what she said, and then we'll see what Mike Figueredo says about it. But if Joe Biden is the nominee, I think we've also got to realize that this whole vote blue no matter who thing is a complete con. Because what do we see? Biden's already on TV with Lawrence O'Donnell saying he'd veto Medicare for all. I mean, they spit in the faces of this movement of young people and working class people who believe in these principles. They call them brown shirts. They say they're toxic Bernie bros. And then demand that they just all turn around and pledge to vote for Joe no matter what. Well, I don't think that we should be so easy in giving up our votes like that. Look, these young people have organized around the Green New Deal, were organized around Medicare for All. The moment that they say, you know what, Joe, it's fine. You can spit in our faces. You can promise to veto Medicare for All, but we're still going to turn out and vote for you is the moment that you lose any kind of power in this situation. And look, it is a grim situation if Joe Biden is the nominee, but the least that this movement can do is hold on to some modicum of power to say no. You don't just get our vote. You have to at least try to earn it. And I think that's a really important message moving forward. But Chris, I got to ask, what's our alternative? I mean, are we, uh, are, I don't think it's tenable for progressives to uh, threaten to vote for Trump. I think that's nuts. I would never do that. You would never do that. Why is that, Jink? Hmm. With cash from Jeffrey Katzenberg, the Young Turks look to grow paid subscribers. Jeffrey Katzenberg gave the Young Turks $20 million. Hmm, I wonder what Jeffrey Katzenberg wants for his $20 million. Jeffrey Katzenberg's secret call to Hillary Clinton. Hollywood's 2016 support assured. Jeffrey Katzenberg speaks not only for himself, but for Hollywood. I've shown you this cabal and how it works in previous episodes and articles, so I won't go back into it here. Norman Lear, Irving Azoff, and more industry supporters tell THR they're lining up behind the former Secretary of State and First Lady. Says Katzenberg, four years of seasoning has made her the best qualified candidate. So now we go back to Jank, who looks imminently reasonable. He's telling Crystal, well, we can't vote for Donald Trump. What happened last time, Jenk? What happened is that you told us to vote for Hillary. Why is that, Jenk? Perhaps we should follow the money. What will Jenk say this time? At the very least, he'll say that if we're in the swing states that gave it to Donald Trump last time and took it away from Hillary last time, he'll say we should fall in line and vote for Biden. But if we're in a safe state, that's different. Then we can vote our conscience. That's not voting your fucking conscience. Voting your conscience is saying that no corporate sock puppets are going to get our vote, period. When I was speaking about this with Carrie Barber of Real Progressive, she said, well, yeah, everybody gets paid by somebody. Um, like I said, they, they told me to stay out of the race. And then when I refused, they threatened me. So this is kind of what's happening. I'll send it to you. So who are, who are you working for? Um, it's a, a local state candidate, Diana Burdett. She's the first Latina to run in this district. Um, and what's happening is people in her district are being poisoned and they're dying. Wow. And yeah, so, and it's, it's this huge cover up. Like nobody knows it's happening. There were three people who died this week from this issue. One of them was an infant who just lived for the day. Um, so 
if I say that on camera right now and we put this interview out, they will take this and use it against her. And I can't do that. So she's a good guy or a good person. She's, she's, she's yes. on the good guy team. And so she wants things to be better for her constituents. So what kind of pressure would it put on her if you come out and say you want Bernie or Bust? It, 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 you're, you're, not, you're not hearing me. Why She's would that hurt her? Because the people that are doing this will just, I cannot force an error on her that she did not make. Why is so it the, an error? What, why did they, so you're, you're, you're talking about people that are mean and dangerous and mm-hmm. neoliberal and corporate. So you know for a fact that they don't like burn your bust. Is that what you're saying? Well, what they would do is they would take these these Becky with the latte voters, the the ones who are complacent. They would put this out there and say, "Oh, look who she's got on her campaign. This is somebody who doesn't care about democracy, who's willing to come after you, and don't support her because of what this other person said." And and, and what- it would work. It would work. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that they could hurt her and you too. Yeah. But what I'm wondering is what what I really want to clarify is that it's clear to you that Bernie mm-hmm. or Best is a threat to the corporate world. I mean you you you're They reacting. don't care about that. Well why so, why would it why would it hurt anything for you to talk about Bernie or Bust on can camera and endorse it as a good idea? Do you feel that the corporate henchmen the after the seventeenth, after the seventeenth, I, I have no problem with it. But, I know, but, but are you saying that it's for sure a threat to the establishment, Bernie or Bust? No, you're still not hearing me. Okay, I'm trying. Okay, so they don't care about the presidential race at all. Okay, because they are going to make money in this small area, whether Bernie is elected, whether it's Trump or it's Biden. They don't give a damn. True, because in this area. Everything that is going on there is is it's a cesspool, basically. Right. All they want is this state seat. It's not even congressional. The state seat. They want to control it because with the control of the seat, they can keep doing what they're doing and hiding shit. Right. If my candidate wins and they she's already been approached. If my candidate wins, they know that they cannot control her, so they do not want her to win. And they are doing everything they can behind closed doors to keep it from keep her from winning. We are actually getting the best of them, and they are very nervous. So in these last few days, we cannot have any slip-ups. And I don't want them to use what I have said here to undermine what I have written, because that document that I have written, it's a four-part series, is going to go to the state's attorney general and to the FBI yeah, so that I can get these folks, whether she wins or not. Got it. I got it. I cannot do that if I am already being, um, if they are already trying to detract from it. Because of what I said on Bernie or Bust, I, I can't do it. Okay, so so I do. I'm hearing everything you're saying. I understand how evil they are. I understand the pressure they could put on you. I just mm-hmm. would like to know um, how it discredit that because I have a feeling this is the problem with the other pundits, the other mm-hmm. voices that are are loud enough to be heard by people. Why mm-hmm. do you think they have a similar reason for not wanting to promote Bernie or Bust? It could be. Well, they're getting paid 
made by somebody, right? right. Like we're, we're not. Um, so for me personally, they're getting paid by somebody. So you've got Jink, you know, he's getting paid by Jeffrey Katzenberg. Mike Figueredo, who's paying him? Who's paying David Dole? Who's paying Kyle Kalinske? They're getting paid by somebody. So why is it that Bernie or Bust is anathema? At the beginning of Mike's clip, he said, I wish we didn't have to talk about this. I just wish we didn't have to talk about this. Well, it's because there's a conflict. There's some kind of conflict of interest when people don't want to talk about Bernie or Bust. I recognize that I, I don't agree with your vote for Biden, but I will defend your right to cast that vote. It yeah. is my job now to keep you from doing that. And I can do that by having a good argument, helping you understand, understanding the policies and how they affect you. But I can't keep somebody from casting a, a vote for Biden. We're in a primary. It would be no different than the corporate saying, I'm not allowed to vote because I'm going to vote for Bernie. Is right? that how you perceive leverage then? Like a leverage um, strategy? I, that, that like, is, I, I get that corporate media is doing that, but my neighbor isn't. My neighbor's not keeping me from voting Bernie. And I could tell him, you know... What's the fucking difference? Why does it matter who's putting leverage on? Why does it matter if the corporations are leveraging us and the left never, ever has any leverage? The left always has to go into whatever sheet pen they herd us into. But when the left tries to put leverage, the same kind of leverage, on regular people and say, look, you can't vote for Biden. You have to vote for Bernie because we won't let Biden win in the general election. Why is that any different? It's pugilistic, but it's not unethical. I, I can't. And I have said this. I said I cannot vote for somebody who's a racist. Right. I can't. Good. So so that's as far as I can go. And they can say, well, what about Trump? And then I give you the same argument that I, I, I said before, which I publicly said. I can't be the only one out here resisting. I voted for Hillary last time. I held my nose. I didn't. And did it. And, and look what happened. We... We still got a slow burn to, you know, the, the climate change disaster. Right. So, but for me to come out and say Bernie or bust, like I can like something on Facebook, like the comment, forward it. This is why I'm doing the interview with you. Right. Because I want you to say it. Yeah. And, and by why won't you say you it? on there, it's a slow endorsement of it. Right. Um, whereas, you know, I, I don't know that Kyle Kalinske would. And Jordan Cheriton, um just got banned from uh, Twitter. Yeah, I'm banned too. I'm, I'm suspended. I'm banned from Twitter too. So oh, what did Jordan do? Um, he, he said the word Biden. And he included a clip of Biden's old um, newsreel where he was giving a speech. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, I got picked on for, for pointing out Elizabeth Warren's many faults. Yeah. I got suspended from Twitter for that because the corporate because owners enough of people will, will report it and they just, they don't care. So no. you're guessing that their corporate sponsors wouldn't like them to, to cover Bernie or Bust. And you're yeah. guessing, I, I'm maybe, I keep trying to get clarification on this. I really am trying to understand. I don't see, unless you're, unless you're just, not wanting to say it, the the people that are that you're up against, the the neoliberal people that you're up against, is it's pretty clear that you don't want them to smear you somehow for saying Bernie or bust. It's like 
if you say Bernie or bust, then they're going to think you're a radical or is, are they going to think you're a pushy, arrogant, petulant? I mean, what is it that, I mean, how would they hurt your candidate if you come out and, and say it? And I'm not worried about you saying it. I'm trying to get a right. general idea of why people are generally right. so afraid. If I were working for my opponent's campaign and one of their people said Bernie or bust that I would take that information, put it all out and say, look, this person's not a Democrat. They're obviously not a Democrat. They don't believe in democracy. Look at how they're punishing other voters during a primary who aren't voting the way that they want them to. That's not democracy. That's authoritarian. And, and I would hammer that point home and I would say, you need to fire this person on your campaign. And if you don't, you agree with Trump and the authoritarian regime. Okay. And I would just keep hammering it. All right. And, and what would you say then if you said that the Democratic Party, the convention process is not democratic? Oh, we've said it. So if, if you're saying that, then why not say then let's take off the gloves Let's roll up our sleeves. If your if your way is undemocratic, and we're not even saying Bernie or Bus people aren't even trying to say that they can give you Trump. They're saying that the Bernie or or Trump voters will give you Trump, but we're not even people are even afraid to say that. We don't know why they'd say that. Why would that make them undemocratic? Just to point out that Bernie or Trump voters are going to take it away from any corporate Democrat again, just like they did last time. How would that right. make you undemocratic to say that? It wouldn't, but they have so much money in their campaign and the backing of powerful people that they could make it stick. And so these low information voters who say, oh yeah, I believe in climate change, but they really don't. Yeah. They would be persuaded. Absolutely. So it would hurt your reputation so that you couldn't keep doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that would go to play for Kyle Kalinske or Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore never says anything bad about Cenk Uger. Ooh, that's his buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's collusion. That's collusion. And that's what we've got. People are afraid to lose their livelihood, so they aren't willing to talk about things like Mm -hmm. Bernie or Bust or or even Bernie or Trump voters. Right. I, I would wholeheartedly agree. So um, I lost my business. I was the first one targeted under the DCCC blacklist policy. Ah. So I understand exactly what all that's about. So I, at this point, um, I have nothing left to lose. Right. But I can't do any harm to my candidate. And, and I had no intention of working in her campaign. I got pulled into it. And I'll send you the story and you'll understand exactly why, how that happened. So after Tuesday, next Tuesday, it's the sky's all, the limit. It's okay sky's, then. All right. So next it's Tuesday. It's open season. <laughs> so then, so you, then are you burning, next Tuesday, are you burning your bust publicly? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hell absolutely. yeah. I'm yellow vesting. <laughs> absolutely. Yay. Burning your vest. So after we got to the bottom of all that, Carrie Barber and I, it kind of became clear that that's what other people are up against too. Even though it isn't undemocratic, she kind of implied that it was, but it isn't, and she admitted it later, even though it seems undemocratic to use leverage to some people is the point. She said that they would use that against her, even if it's not fair to do so. But I said recently that it's okay to be hostile under the right conditions. 
Hostility is the correct response to civility when hostility is right and civility is wrong. Bernie or bust is hostile, but it's ethical at the same time. Now, all this tiptoeing around because your livelihood is threatened is not ethical, Mike Figueredo, Jenk Uger. It's refreshing to see someone like Crystal who says, whether I lose my job or not, and she already lost her job on MSDNC, so she doesn't have anything to lose either, I hope. She's the only one that I can find whose voice is loud enough to be heard who's saying this stuff. Um. I would never vote for Donald Trump either. But you can leave it blank. As of today, I'm an undecided voter because here's the thing, Jake. Donald Trump is awful. The next Republican will be awful. And if they always can say, look, you've got to vote for us no matter what. You've got no other choice. Then they're always going to treat us like this because you have no power in that situation. If you're just going to show up and vote for them anyway. So I know people aren't going to want to hear that. But I think that is the reality of the situation that we face right now. So regardless if you agree or disagree with her, the point that she's making is absolutely valid. If you continue to fall in line and vote for Democrats every single election, they will continue to take you for granted. It's like if you're in this relationship with an abusive spouse and you let him or her know that you're never going to leave, they're going to continue to abuse you and cheat on you and hit you. Like, it's just this never-ending cycle. So at some point, you have to be strong enough to, you know, draw a line in the sand and say enough is enough, I'm leaving. That's the point that Crystal Ball is making. Now, again, you don't have to agree with what she's saying, but the point that she's making is absolutely valid. In my book, if somebody's making an absolutely valid point and you can't find any reason to take that point down, you have to let it stand. Agree to disagree is a cop-out if one person is clearly right and the other person can't support his or her position. So he's saying she's right, so what's the ethical thing to do after you've determined that someone is right? Uh, I guess I'll agree to disagree. That's not ethical. He tiptoes around it. He goes and says she's right, and then he says, if I'm in a safe state, I can do it. I can vote Green Party. But if I'm not in a safe state, I have to vote for Joe Biden. After that whole speech about an abusive spouse, he says, no, I'm still going to vote for Joe Biden. He's hitting me. He's punching me. He's gaslighting me. But I'm going to stay with him because, you know, Donald Trump. No, Mike, get the fuck out. Get completely out. Like you said, it was a good example and you were right. You can voter shame people all you want. That's not going to change anything. And what I wish people on Twitter would realize and on YouTube would realize is that everything that happens here, this is just, this is, I don't want to say it occurs in a vacuum, but voters aren't paying attention to what's happening on, on, um, on YouTube and Twitter. So by and large, if we all got together and said, we are not voting for Joe Biden, no matter what on Twitter and on YouTube, that wouldn't really make that big of a difference in the grand scheme of things. I disagree. I think it would change things. I think YouTube and Twitter has an impact on other voters eventually. It trickles down to them. It's because at the end of the day, the individuals who are ultimately going to decide this election are the voters who stood home in 2016. The voters who flipped from Obama to Trump in 2016. They're gonna be the deciders not us ultimately. So this is a very personal decision and it's just, there's no right answer. It's, it's, 
It's awful. We're stuck in a predicament where we have another Democratic Party nominee that's terrible, but this time Joe Biden is worse than Hillary Clinton in a number of ways. I think that ideologically he may be better, but he's less competent than Hillary Clinton. He has less charisma than Hillary Clinton. Um, there's no no exciting aspect. We're not making history by electing the first female president. There's nothing about Joe Biden. So I really worry that in November, even less people will be excited for Joe Biden than they were for Hillary Clinton. And that means we get another four years of Donald Trump, which is devastating, absolutely devastating. So if it truly is between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, no matter who wins, we all lose in a number of ways. To illustrate that, here's a brilliant video by Matt Orfalea. I guess the Bernie people canned him because he's too controversial. So he said, fuck it. Let's do this video. We cannot maintain a president who is a pathological liar. Now he's making up a story about getting arrested in apartheid South Africa. This is God's truth. My word is a Biden. It's weird. He is a fraud. At least 31 different lies Biden has told about being an activist in the civil rights movement. Just flat out. So we are equating. Notice the brilliant camera angles here. We're equating Biden and Trump. We're saying they're the same monster. That's something that most pundits are not willing to say. But Matt Orfalea, you got the cojones to say it. Bravo. My hat's off to you. Out lie. That's disgusting. Trump said he would provide health care to everybody. He lied. Joe Biden seemed very much to suggest that if Medicare for all did come to his desk, he would actually veto it. We cannot maintain a president fostering sexism. There was three corroborating witnesses for Anita Hill, and Joe Biden did not allow them to testify. She never got a direct apology from Biden. He thinks that he's going to win by dividing us up. The younger generation now tells me how tough things are. Give me a break. No, no. I have no empathy for it. Give me a break. What we need is a new politics which brings young people into our political movement, working class people into our political movement. You cannot beat Trump with the same old, same old kind of politics. We're gonna beat Trump because this will become a contrast in ideas. One of us in this race led the opposition to the war in Iraq. War would be a terrible mistake. Another voted for the war in Iraq. Hundreds of thousands now dead. One of us has spent his entire life fighting against cuts in Social Security. Another candidate calling for cuts. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. I'm at every single solitary thing. We are not going to balance the budget on the backs of the elderly, disabled vets, or the children you've got to put all of it on the table one of us led the opposition to disastrous trade agreements another candidate voted for disastrous trade agreements which cost us millions of good paying jobs the people understand it is our campaign our movement which is best to defeat trump and this is what the choice is about bernie sanders was the only one i didn't want to so Mike says we're between a rock and a hard place. He says we're being beaten by an abusive spouse. But then he goes on to say this. If Donald Trump wins, then we try again in four years, but put up with four years of immense damage with an emboldened Trump. If Biden wins, that's great. We defeated Donald Trump. 
hopefully this fascist threat will go away for a little bit but then we can't really put forward another progressive challenger until eight years down the line in the meantime we have eight years of propping up somebody who's mentally incompetent we're choosing between a neoliberal fascist and a fascistic neoliberal this is why bernie or bust should have been on your show months ago mike years ago we should have been bernie or bust from 2015 to this very moment we should have been trying to use leverage to scare the suburban voters all this time. And now it's probably too late. And Joe Biden does nothing and people get more radicalized. And the Democratic Party doesn't change anything. They don't have to be introspective because they were electorally successful. So it sucks. Either way, the situation sucks. But I told you where I stand. I agree with Crystal Ball. I am not. You don't stand anywhere, Mike, because you won't come out like she did and say in every situation, leave it blank. Leave it blank. Even in safe states, even in unsafe states, even in swing states. Leave it blank, Mike. Or vote third party. Vote blue no matter who, but I respect the position that Jenk has, that, you know, this no. is about harm reduction. So I, not to both sides it, I, I see where both people are coming from and I kind of, like, I, I see the value in both. Why don't you mention the money? Why don't you mention your own funding? We should look into that. Strategies, but either way, we all objectively have to realize that this vote blue, no matter whose strategy, even if you're using this strategy at the ballot box, it is giving Democrats permission to fuck you over. So we're damned if we do, damned if we don't. Regardless, if we support Joe Biden, we will still be blamed for his loss and not rewarded or given credit if he wins. So, um... We just, we have to be nuanced in making our decision. And Here's I told some you where nuance. I stand. And, um, How's we'll that just, for uh, nuance? We'll go forward. We'll keep fighting because we don't have a choice. No, Mike, we can do better than that. BernieOrBus2020.us. We do make a difference. In the Twitterverse, in the Facebook universe, we make a difference. If enough of us tell everybody else that we're Bernie or Bust, we will make a difference. We should have been saying this all along. We do have a choice, Mike. Get on board the Bernier bus train. Come get on board the Bernier bus train. Once you hear that clickety-clack, there ain't no time for turning back. Get on board the Bernier bus train. The preceding episode can be viewed on the YouTube channel Bernie or Bust Television.